This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday. That means it's another is another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com episode. Today, we're spicing it up a little bit. Today, we're actually bringing on our friend Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking to talk tips, tricks, resources, all that jazz uh, for this Make More Money Mondays episode. You know, the whole month of January, we, we talked about going direct to shipper, or you know taking more shipper freight and less uh, broker freight so i thought to start them up with february let's go ahead and bring on our carry friends to talk about it um so i definitely want to bring that up there you know to kind of switch it up and now i do know he has a brokerage division in his carrier however today we're just going to kind of uh keep it to the carrier side help our fellow owner ops you know our small carrier friends um and all that jazz and so I also want to mention before I bring on Corey, if you guys are interested in hopping on video, doing a little member helping member video with me, um, either on the Make More Money Mondays or the Talk Freight Tuesday or Talk Freight Thursday, sign up on my website. It's craigbliss.com. Click the group tab and you can just uh, sign up there. Like I said, it's Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursdays. I think this week is full. Maybe we have an opening on Thursday. Um, but regardless, it will be fun to kind of hop on here and talk a little freight with members. Like I said, it's a perfect time to also highlight your uh, your business or the products or services that your company offers as well. Um, just making sure my sound's on. So if you heard that. So anyways, how was the Super Bowl? How did everybody think about that? You know, honestly, today, uh, my Facebook had nothing about the Super Bowl, to be honest. I think there was more about the halftime show uh, than the Super Bowl. I think a little bit, you know, a lot of people are a little sensitive uh, sometimes in this day and age. Uh, hey, what's going on, Chris? Thank you for joining in. I think a little bit people are sensitive a little bit, but nonetheless, I don't have kids, so I guess I can't judge it. I thought it was a great show, uh, a great game. But like I said, I just thought it was kind of hilarious how I didn't see anything about the game on my Facebook feed or in the groups. It was mainly about the halftime show. But nonetheless, we're going to go ahead and um, bring on Corey here. Like I said, this is Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking out of Louisiana. We had him here a few weeks ago, and now we got him back on here. Corey, what is going on? Ronnie. Hey, what, I think Monday. I have you muted. Muted, can you hear me now, Corey? What's yes, going sir. On? How's it going? Hey, it's doing good. Happy Monday. Make more money Monday. Let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Every Monday, uh, that's what we're here for. So I'm definitely glad you're joining us for this Make More Money Monday. This is actually the first time or the first Make More Money Monday segment that we're bringing on a, uh, a guest. So I think that's uh, pretty cool there. Lucky me. It is. <laughs> it is. Did uh did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? I watched uh, the halftime and, and a couple <laughs> plays after that. Uh, and that's, I, oh, I, I don't know what happened, man. I, I watched and uh, San Francisco was up and then I looked back and, and the game was over. Kansas City had them by 10, 12 points. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, something like that, 10, 11 points there. I thought it was pretty interesting. I was actually on my way from California. Um, so I got home right before the halftime started. So I watched from the halftime on. Um, but like I said, you know, it's just a joke. I, I think I saw more, you know, posts and comments about the halftime show today than the whole entire Super Bowl game, uh, you know, was. But I got know. something interesting on, on this one. Uh, you know, every every Sunday night I deliver to AWG Kansas City. 
Oh, okay. Well, they actually closed the warehouse for Sunday night in anticipation that no one was going to show up. So they Ooh. actually shut it down, no appointments, reschedule your load. Really? Yeah, that was uh, unusual, I thought. But, yeah, uh, it's uh, a little interesting there. I wonder if there's anybody sitting outside. Maybe they didn't get the memo. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully well uh, everybody got that memo there. But how's business been, Corey? How's it been since the last time we spoke a few weeks ago? Uh, it's good. It, it's fairly the same. We've been very mediocre lately. Nothing spectacular. But then again, we're, we're you know, trucking along. And that's all you can do. Sometimes that's as good as it gets. Yep, especially, you know, after the holiday season, after, you know, the January, I think the Chinese New Year course going on here, hopefully picks back up in February, but it really should start picking up there in March. So, you know, for your carry side, definitely rooting for you guys on that one. I know last time, you know, in January, we brought you on, we were talking a lot about working primarily with shippers. How are you guys doing this now? Are you guys still working primarily with brokers, you know, with shippers? Tell me what it is. What are your rough numbers you think about business been the last month or two? You know, I know you, you asked me a percentage. What's the percentage shipper to broker? Yeah. Do you got it? Have an estimate? I, I would say somewhere around 75 would be okay. my guesstimation. That's not a couple years ago and, and not maybe 18. I actually did the figures uh, sure. based on sales. And at that time it was 60% okay. shipper, 40% broker. Not bad. Uh, over, over time, it, 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 toggles back and forth depending on what's going on a lot of different things affect this uh sure for me it's not as it's not as easy as saying oh well we're on the same lane every week so that solves the problem for us it's not it's it's this load didn't roll monday now it rolls thursday so that changed right. the whole the whole lane for the truck and, yeah uh, we're doing our best to stay on them i find myself deadheading more got it uh, further uh, more miles to stay on a shipper load Got it. The, the rate, the difference in the rate pays for the extra deadhead. So maybe we're grossing a little more money, but we're also spending a little more fuel to stay on that relationship with the that intention that long term, the relationship will pay off. Yeah, I see. You know, that's what I find interesting because, again, you know, during the whole January, a lot of times I will actually get messages uh, from drivers, small fleet owners and such who say, you know, Craig, I have great relationships with my brokers or, you know, Craig, I work with shippers. They don't treat me as good as my broker does. And I actually found that very, very interesting um, coming from, you know, small operation, their smaller operations. Tell me about your side, your carrier side. Do you find anything sure. like that? I noticed you just I, I do. shipper. I do. I have a handful of brokers who I consider a customer and there is there is good or better than a customer. They. Sure. They're flexible. They pay me a, a really great rate uh, for, for whatever reason. They would prefer to have specific relationships in each market. And they have a lot of notice on the load. They might give me the load 72 hours in advance. And I may have two or three different days I can pick it and deliver it, which is, as a small carrier, I need that flexibility. For sure. Definitely help. So you, you've got to be able to kind of grade them yourself as a carrier and say, well, this is good for my business and this isn't good for my business. Um, a broker in your backyard paying you a premium rate is as good or better than a customer 200 miles away who's hard to deal with. Right. I find the same thing that others say where where I find when I call a lot of these shippers, a lot of them, they it's it's a real weird response because it's, hey, we want we want carriers. We want a, a direct relationship with a carrier. So we don't want a broker. But at the same time, we want the flexibility that we get from a broker. Got it. And 
I've seen other small carriers saying, oh, well, I call around and they want 20, 30 trucks. Yes, I run into that also. Uh, you have to keep calling, call a smaller business. Doesn't yeah. have to be a doesn't have to be a General Mills or a Nestle. You know, it can be a, a mom and pop bakery. That's right around the corner. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I'm glad uh, you mentioned that about your experience with work with brokers over shippers, uh, because I'm seeing it. Like I said, I'm I'm hearing it a lot, especially when it comes down to the money. At the end of the day, I honestly think people don't care who they work with as long as the money makes sense for them, as long as they're getting the money they need, getting the money they deserve and getting, you know, treated with, you know, fairly and with respect, um, especially in this industry. So coming from the shipper side, um, you know, with, from my experience, I didn't run into this because at the shipper I worked for, we paid for extra charges. However, when I drove sprinters, I ran into the issues where a lot of my great customers or who I thought were my great customers just because they were a direct shipper, they actually laughed when, you know, I would ask for detention and now driving sprinters detention was, you know, very few um, in between because it's usually easy on easy off. However, there would be times where shippers said, eh, sorry, we don't pay, but booking the same load through a brokerage, you know, whether it be bounce or bolt or Panther at the time, they gladly paid it without hesitation. Do you, do you find that as well? Do you find getting, you know, paid more from brokers at times? Uh, I think this is a great subject to get into because as a broker right often i don't want to go back to the customer and discuss the tension i want my i want to be convenient for the customer to work with so i don't want to bring it up so as a broker often it's a situation where you may be reaching reaching into your pocket or reaching into whatever the gross margin was to pay the carrier detention sure. to satisfy everyone in the in the uh, transaction right Yes, you made less on the deal, but the customer is none the wiser and the carrier is satisfied with the detention pay. Right. I feel like I, I personally, I feel like I get beat out of detention all the time, right? This is the, this is the biggest uh, problem. Hot or, topic, or, yeah. Yeah, like, all right, hot topic in the industry. Um, if, if every carrier in the country at the two hour mark pulled off the dock, this problem will be solved today. <laughs> I guarantee it. But, right. But, I'm not doing it at my customer. I, I was going to say, but in reality, you know, I understand what you're saying, though. It is definitely an issue out there. And, you know, I want to touch on that a little bit where you're saying with your brokerage hat on. I know we said we're not going to talk too much about it, but let's bring it up with your brokerage hat on. You know, wearing your brokerage hat and your brokerage division. I heard you say sometimes you don't even request detention from your customer. However, you still pay your carrier. And that brings me to one of the biggest points I always make, make is when I broker day to day, you know, my statement that I told people was my detention policy is based off of this brokerage policy, not that of my customer, because you book that load through me, not my customer. I don't want you to know who my customer is. I'm going to pay you and we're going to move on. If I can collect, I can collect. If I don't, that's the cost of doing business. And so it's great that you, you know, as a broker, you feel the same as well. Cause I'm sure you have a lot of, um, you know, positive feedback from your drivers and carrier friends at that as well. And, and with that said though, the same thing happens to me, Craig. I sometimes don't get that same treatment. Now this is with your carrier hat on, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. So you're saying you 
even though you get that, you know, you give it with your brokerage hat on, you as a carrier, you are saying you do not get that same treatment. Is that right? Uh, that's absolutely correct. That's Is one it? of my wife's biggest pet peeves. They're <laughs> always paying it. We never get it. Well, <laughs> sorry, baby. That's the nature of the business. Got to listen to the man. wife there. The wife's about yeah. to uh, pull everything, pull off those trucks out the docks. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and we have no load, right? Right. I know. So it, it's one of those things. And this is my issue because, you know, you come from the reefer side. You have reefers. You know, that's what Bunker Hill Trucking is. You know, when it comes to reefers, people should expect a paid attention. You know, waiting, unfortunately, just so happens to be the name of the game with a lot of these places out here. So you would think, you know, these brokers will be out there paying, you know, detention or shippers be paying detention. Um, but it seems like it's pulling teeth. And that's why I actually have a ton of resources, you know, upload in the group. Um, you know, I talk about it often. Here we are talking about it now. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think a lot of uh, a lot of changes need to be made, if you will, there. Um, until then, I'm just hoping drivers keep fighting for every dollar they get, sure. you know, whether it's a broker or shipper. But, you know, the main point of that was uh, sometimes it's odd, but sometimes I'm hearing that drivers are getting, you know, treated better by brokers than these shippers when oftentimes people think brokers are you know maybe the bottom of the barrel if you will in the industry yeah i would go along with that i would find that sometimes it's with the shipper they feel like it's built into the price whatever yeah. that price is it's already built in so don't discuss it with me. right hey if you keep bringing it up i'm not going to tender you anymore free <laughs> that's the way to do it right yeah. okay well i'll 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 shut up and Pay it out of my pocket and, and maintain the relationship. Right, right. I, I think I think small carriers would be shocked to see how much of that goes on on the other side of the fence. You know, oftentimes you hear something like this: "Oh, well, you're not doing any work. There's no there's no work on your end." That's not that's not really true. There's a lot of work. It might right. not be the same thing. And yes, the bills are very different. Right. But the, but the profit is very different too. Sure. So each each party here has has different elements of what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, like you like you said, you know, a lot of drivers don't understand the broker side or understand the challenges with the cost, detention, rates, all that jazz. Just as you know, us brokers or you know me as a broker, I definitely don't understand all the costs and challenges on the carrier side. That's why I make sure to immerse myself as much as possible on the trucking side. So I could see, you know, exactly how it is. I would say I'm not made to be a truck driver. I probably couldn't do it. Um, probably couldn't even be a company driver. I just, it is not in my blood like a lot of these, you know, veteran guys, these experienced truck drivers. That's why I learn from them and I try to spread it out to others um, in hopes to help them. But I think you're exactly right there. Absolutely. I, I couldn't do it either. I, I couldn't drive the truck. Uh, I've yeah. tried. I've driven around a parking lot, just the bobtail only. Yeah. I couldn't imagine putting a trail, hooking a trail on. Yeah, especially um, and weather and, you know, the different conditions when, you know, you see people cut truck drivers off. I'm thinking like, man, I think I have too much of an emotional response that time. I'd be like, I'm about to take out this Prius in front of me. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't know how they do it every day. day, in, day I, I definitely don't either. It's definitely not a job. You you hear people say things like, uh, oh, they're unqualified. That's because they take that job. A truck driver is more math involved in a truck driver's job than a plumber's job. That's for sure. I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And a lot of people, um, they forget uh, who a truck driver is or what they do. They just think they see truck down highway. They forget every time they get their, they order on Amazon tonight and get it by the next morning before they wake up. 
it took a real human truck driver. You know, I know we're yeah. talking about those autonomous trucks, but it's not going to be, we're not going to have none of that in the next, you know, 10, 20 years or whatever. So right now, it's still a human delivering this stuff to other humans, thanks to a truck yeah. driver. So tomatoes yeah. do not grow in the back of Walmart. They do not grow there. <laughs> they no. don't. No, oh, I thought that's where iPhones were made and born. There you and go. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like a lot right. of people believe that. I mean, yeah. They believe that watermelons grow at the back of Walmart. I, hey. I don't know. I don't know. They don't. Uh, how does it get here? The banana tree in the back of Walmart, the watermelon vines, yeah, all of that jazz there. Good deal, good deal. And now, before uh, I want to put you on the spot here before we uh, take off your brokerage hat and kind of move on here, but let me ask you this as with you, you being a broker, how much do you pay for detention after how many hours? Oh man, you're gonna I'm you're curious. gonna nail me to something, and this is gonna hurt me later. You, you're gonna you're gonna put me no, in a box. You, okay. Yeah, uh, generally you, uh, speaking, after three, uh, okay. I think it's fair. Uh, sure. You know, giving and receiving after three is fair. How much? Uh, well, I would say that depends a lot on. It depends a lot on, on on a lot of variables here. For example, if we're picking up produce at the at the shed, yeah. I would say that the rate per hour is less. Can you can you negotiate the rate per hour on every load every time? As a as a broker, no, I can't. If, right. If I'm on the phone and negotiating with you, and it starts getting into this, okay, well, how much of this, and what if this? Hey, bud, I'll call you later. Yeah. I'm yeah, moving yeah. on to someone else. You know. So it's. Uh, I think maybe some of that goes back to the relationship developing the relationship. I just paid today. I paid attention to a guy. He was at the dock. Roughly uh, five and a half hours. Okay. I gave him a hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, that good detention. I wish I got that. I wish every time one of my trucks sat somewhere five and a half hours, he got an extra hundred bucks. I'd, yeah. That'd be great. I'd be I'd be thrilled to death to get that. Um, now sometimes that you know you might have ten comments that say I worked with you and I sat there five hours and you give me nothing. Uh, sorry, I don't I don't want to not give you anything. Right. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I'm not you. collecting either. Yeah, you know, um, one thing that uh, I think a lot of people talked about before, maybe last year, I haven't heard too much about it. I didn't. I don't see a lot of video creators or content creators putting information out there. But one thing I used to see a lot uh, posts from people will say, drivers, add at least two hours of detention into your rate when you shoot off your rate to a broker. Do you ever do that? Uh, no, but I like that idea. Okay. I think the problem with that is the market's gonna the market's gonna depict whether that's an acceptable rate or not. No, I, I totally agree with you there. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up, because as you mentioned on the shipper side, you know, they think a lot of times that the detention rate is built into the rate, which is not is line haul plus accessorial charges. Um, however, I think that's a response that if you think you can get the money or if the market is swinging to it, I'm a big believer on drivers. Here's your line haul plus at least two hours of detention, maybe throw one hour out there in the event you don't get paid for detention at least you have an hour built into the rate not sure if it's going to work as you said especially in the market is you know right now being february end of january early february um however yeah i just want to see your opinion and definitely put you on the spot i asked all my brokers or people as brokerages about that so everybody's different there's definitely no right or wrong answer you know drivers will always have a different opinion on detention um i just think it's brokers and driver you know brokers and other people in the industry agents and other professionals to highlight the industry issue um, and detention there. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and it's it's 
the conundrum, right? It just it goes unsolved, unresolved. Uh, it is ongoing detention. What's yeah. the right number? How many hours are free? How many hours aren't free? Right, right. And like some people say, is it even free? And so it's uh, but yeah, enough with the detention there. I want to okay. say I see uh, I I was just looking on your social media. I tried bringing it up, but I think my internet connection is a little bit hazy here because it's not wanting to load. But I see on your social media, you guys have revamped since the last time we spoke there. Whole bunch yes, of sir. more people, it looks like. Uh, yes, I see you guys are growing. Uh, what am I looking at here? Networking with groups, active on social media. Um, looks like you guys are also looking for um, owner operators. Is that right? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm trying to hire. We've been in this business 10 years and I've always struggled with bringing on quality professional owner operators. I'm hunting for all of them. If they're out there, please email. BunkerHillTrucking.com is the website, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. We're all nice. over all of them. Uh, please reach out to me. Let's talk. Uh, maybe we can work something out. I will say this. this it tends to, The deal tends to work better when it's someone closer geographically to sure. me. Because I can, I can provide them better home time. Um, we provide trailers. Nice. Uh, we'll, 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 we like to lease purchase you a trailer. Okay. The way I like to handle this, I don't want to. I don't want to bring you to the yard and say, "Here, you see that trailer over there? That's the one you're buying." <laughs> Me and you, let's go take a ride. Let's go find some equipment. Let's Good go deal. make deals, and we'll negotiate it. I want you happy with the trailer that we are buying. Right, right, right. That makes sense. You know, I, I'm glad you say that because a lot of times um, when you're speaking about leasing, it can be um, a negative topic because people got burned in the past, um, stuff like that. So I like how you, you know, you're taking these drivers before they're signing anything or if they're picking out a trailer you're bringing them uh you know to the yard or to the dealer themselves and saying yeah. you know here we go let's see what you feel comfortable in what works best for you because the secret to tr trucking success is a driver and i think you absolutely. guys know that too so absolutely i, I was yeah. looking at some statistics when me and you were first talking about this and um the one that i really liked was actually from truckstop.com oh nice 87% failure rate on leasing programs. Ooh, 87%. 87%. So I think wow. that's something that everybody needs to hear. This this is, you, you have a 13% chance of succeeding. That's interesting. Did they go a little bit further? Why? Is it the company? Is it the leasee? Did they go into detail? I'm kind of, I'm going to look that up. That's why I wrote it down. That's they refer to some of the some of the way the leases are structured some of the yeah at the end of it there's still another balance another uh, balloon payment if yes you will sir. yeah yes, sir. Um, and that's I a pretty scary that. number when you really think about it and, yeah and i know other people in the industry promote the idea of buying the a truck not the trucks the first truck is not a hundred thousand dollar truck the first truck is a twenty thousand dollar truck Got this it. is very important i think a lot of people miss this they say i'm going to go buy a seventy five thousand dollar truck because my maintenance costs are going to go down hmm. no unfortunately they don't you're, you're yeah. still coming out of pocket 10 grand a year in maintenance but now your downtime costs five times more got it that's very missed that part i i'm glad you mentioned that i'm really glad you mentioned that you know few moons ago um helping out a carrier pretty large fleet i'm not gonna lie pretty uh, impressive fleet however the majority of their trucks came from auction and i asked the owner he said all under 25 grand and i asked him what was the benefits for that he said his first company was all brand new trucks and he made sure he emphasized first company because he he didn't sell it. Yeah, yeah. It, it went under but the second company um that man has a plan and so you know i respect him a lot 
Um, because he did it right the second time, I think, kind of like what you were saying about the truck and trailer. So what are your benefits? You know, Bunker Hill's out there uh, bringing on yeah. owner-operator. What are the benefits you can bring these people, you know, bring them to? It's a family business. We pay 85% to the owner-operator. We're dealing every day. We're dealing together on the phone. It's not a deal where we push you off on a dispatcher, direct freight. Uh, again, it works better when you're located somewhere in the Southeast. Yeah, it makes sense. I see uh, Chris, a member of the group, he put, he leased purchasing his truck through a current company. Um, so hopefully he's one of those, you know, members who are going to be one of the successful ones out there. So he didn't put what company he's leasing through, but hopefully, you know, he's out there doing his thing with the leasing. Chris, let me ask you this. Did you literally read that whole lease agreement before you signed? That would be my question to Chris and just to make sure there is nothing in there that at the end is gonna be a surprise at all. Yep, I think uh, it, it's a little bit delayed, so it's gonna take a second. Okay. Yeah, he was saying 85%, according to statistics, oh, got tongue twisted there, uh, found on a blog post by truckstop.com that 85% of leases end up in failure. Was that right, Corey? Yes, sir. 87% failure rate on lease programs. Yes, sir. Got it. So, Chris, uh, that was actually pretty quick. Uh, he said he's doing it through U.S. Express. And, and, and hey, look, that's a great company or a huge company. I really don't that's know anything right. anything about them other than I've seen them at industry uh, events. Yep. Uh, my question is, have you read the whole lease? Is there any drawback? You know, what is your really what is really your interest rate that you're paying? Uh, we say APR, but that's not really right. What's yeah, the actual no, interest saying. rate? You know, hey, I've got how many payments multiplied by the amount? Yep. So, Let's yeah, as it. you're saying, it sounds like that drivers, anybody who's interested in, you know, lease programs, whether it was you or with other companies out there, they need to really dive into these contracts, make sure, uh, make sure what they ask for, what their promise is, what they were get. And like uh, Chris just said here, yes, it's a true walk away lease program there. I mean, Chris, what, you know, what does that mean? Is that good for you? The walk away part? I know what you're saying. If you can walk yeah, away zero from down it. payment. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think what we're going to find is a lot of companies, you know, are different in terms of what they, uh, the requirements or what their benefits or features with, um, even the negatives, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. It's still coming up here. Okay. I'm still coming up, you know, not so bad on the front end. Like I said, every situation is definitely, um, definitely different you know every situation can be different for everybody else but it's definitely glad that there are programs out there like from your company bunker hill that can actually yes, help people get into a truck you know get treated the right way um you know especially not get lost in the sauce with some of these megas i'm not saying the megas are all bad i'm just saying if i was to ever wake up one day and want to become a truck driver i'm probably not going to a mega i'm probably going to a more family oriented maybe more family structured. I want to bring that up. I've seen some pictures on the Facebook. Uh, your company looks family oriented. I'm there. Looks like yeah. the company's growing as well in terms yes, of not sir. just drivers. So <laughs> yes, sir. You, yeah, I got a wife, me and my wife in the office all day. We've got a five year old who goes to school most of the day and then he's in there too. Uh, nice. Yeah. Putting, uh, yes, is he, is he tracking freight yet? Have you got him on that? No, but I, I got him a little headset so he can say the word dispatch. You know, that's a real popular one around my house. You know, we answer the phone, dispatch, uh, dispatch. I don't know if that's a good thing, a scary thing, or a bad thing. But it's, uh, you know, it's uh, 
It's, I used to work from home for a company called Fastmore Logistics. They're a company out in Elk Grove Village. I think they have a, another location in Chicago. But when I worked from home, um, you know, I answered the phone, Fastmore, this is Craig. I had my little nephews at the time. They still to this day say, when I see them like, Fastmore, this is Craig, mocking me because I'll be sitting at home saying it so much. And, you know, <laughs> you just That's pick up and kind of run with it. They don't know anything. They don't know what it means. They just heard me say it over and over again. And they That's did. That's it. Uh, that's what he says dispatch that's his favorite <laughs> word that's good yeah hopefully you'll be learning that dispatch making uh helping out mom and dad there you know with some money there so i'll tell a good story one this is a long time ago i i call i get a call from a broker i can hear the lady in the background i can hear the girl on the phone she tells me the details of the load i say uh i say ma'am how old are you well i'm nine but grandma's right behind you so, so granny's got the grandkids over there making the call, sales calls for her. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that is that hilarious. Yeah, that is, you know, hilarious. It's a, a very similar story. I'm not going to say the company, but my stepmom works in freight. Uh, she actually has an, you know, an agency. She's been doing it for over 20 years plus some. That's not how I got into freight. But um, anyway, she's been doing it for a long time. My little sisters, they're uh, 16, 17 or 17, 18, one or the other. They've been, you know, finding trucks off these low boards for years. I mean, I don't even know if I want to admit it, but 13, 14 years old, they had a list of their trucks. Um, and, you know, they knew what customers, they had their own little email address. Of course, my stepmom monitored it, of course. But um, it was just funny because they would, you know, do it on the weekends, track freight. And they used to always brag about how I, I have a job too. You're not the only one who works, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, they're like 12 years younger than me, but I always think it's, it's hilarious you know i think that's i think that's a great way to get your kid into something i think it that's is. important so. yeah especially you know keep it family oriented because in business it's not all about showing up working you know for the man it's about being the man or being the woman providing for your family the people around you because to me the, the only point of being successful if you can bring other people up around you to be just as successful if not there's no there's no reason to do it and that could be with drivers, your employees, family, friends, um, all that jazz. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you got the greed factor's got to go away. It's not about greed. It's not about just. I think we start off like that. You know, we start off where it's oh, we got to make all this money, and it takes some time to really discover yeah. that. No, not really. That's not really what's important here. I think for the for the for a lot of the guys on the road, I think the we we say money, but really what we mean is really home time. I just want to make a living and I want to make have some home. There we go. Want to make an honest living, an honest, decent living, support your family, be home to see your kids grow, be home to see your wife. I mean, we're only human here. We're not, we wasn't born to live in a truck all day. So I'm with you about, it's not always about the money. It's about what comes with the money. Um, just having a comfortable, you know, lifestyle for your family. Yeah. And that's, that's something I promote with my guys. I, I look, Every, everybody that works with me was home for Christmas, was home That's for Thanksgiving. Awesome. Uh, you know, you got a big event, you got a 10 year anniversary, whatever you got. Hey, give me a little notice. I want I'm, I want you to go home. Right. I want you because I don't want your wife putting pressure on you to telling you how this job ain't working out. That's exactly right. That's uh -huh. I'm glad you made that point, because I think a lot of people realize, you know, us adults, it's a lot of times more than just us. It's either our spouse or spouse plus kids, spouse plus family. And so a lot of times our day-to-day -day decisions are influenced by the people we care about at home. 
And so if we're having a rough time at home, our spouse is probably gonna be like, you need to drop them like a sack of potatoes. And that's not so good on the company, let's say you. And so I really like how Bunker Hill Trucking, you know, your company is out there helping the driver, making sure the driver feels good, you know, looks good, uh, feels good, all that jazz. Um, even not just with him and his day to day, but also with his family, because I'm sure it reflects back onto the service he provides for your company or she provides for your company as well. Absolutely. And I would say this, when, 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 when someone is interviewing or, or we're discussing possibly leasing on, I tell them, you know, if your wife does your paperwork, she does the books, bring her with you. She's there a part go. of this because she is a part of this equation. There we go. I mean, that just hit it right on the head right there. You know, working real quick, working back at that carrier mentioned, not the one I mentioned about that story, but one before that. Um, oftentimes these guys would come in to sign up or apply for a job and then be like, oh, buddy, you know, I usually don't, uh, you know, I don't know how to fill this paperwork. I usually don't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's my wife. Just like that, bring her on in. That's because it. you're getting hired just because your name's on the check doesn't mean she's not, you know, working just as much as you. And this could be for anybody, spouse, you know, partner, whatever, um, in business. That's just how it is. So yes, I like indeed. that. And it's, it's, it's a, you're hiring the family. You really are because it's, it's the wife and, and the kids. Sometimes there's, there's things that are going on at home. that's really important to him where he's got to be there or he's, he's managing from the road. Right. It's really tough. So, uh, we do yeah. our best to, to bring it all together if we can. You know? Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, I definitely like that. So it's good, you know, Corey. I hope uh, you get these um, owner ups. I hope you, you're able to lease on these people. Because I know, you know, coming from me, knowing you, especially talking over the last couple of months here, you guys really have a solid company. I like it. I like the transparency. I like the honesty. I like the family oriented the most um, because I'm all about that in my business as well as how I got here. It's all about the family, whether it's my immediate family or people who I call family, never have enough. So I definitely um, enjoy, you know, watching your Facebook, your Facebook page grow, your Bunker Hill trucking group, um, all that. And Thank so you. I'm, I'm glad somebody's noticing it. <laughs> hey, I, you know, that's what I do, especially uh, with my company, Freight Brand, with the trucking, logistics, marketing, and the websites. I look for stuff like that. So I see the revamp. I see, you know, the increase of engagement there. I see you guys are everywhere. I type in Bunker Hill on Google. Um, I see the podcast that you do with me. So that's awesome. I see your Facebook page, see your website, see your recent blog post. I want to say that recent blog post because you remain active on that. So I think... Uh, I think everything is looking out for you. So I definitely wish you all the best. Hopefully, you know, we can definitely sit down and talk freight again. Uh, maybe I'm going to bring you on and we can talk about something. I'll come up with something right. and bring you on Let's again. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> See uh, what we can do there. I'll have some more information. You know, I've got some statistics on some stuff for the owner operators. Uh, this might be interesting to some people. Yeah, Let's... read some off to me. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers. Right. Read them off. 350,000 owner operators in the U.S. That okay. almost sounds low to me, but let's go along with it. Okay. okay. Uh, average gross on the truck is two hundred and twenty thousand. Average salary to the to the owner operator is uh, it says fifty five, then another site says sixty. So we're in that range. Uh, but the what the what the catch with that or the odd part, the owner operator salary average was fifty five. The professional uh, driver was forty. So. <laughs> When I start thinking about maintenance and repairs, that ten grand goes away really quick. Yeah, um, that doesn't. Um, I would kind of. I wonder. You know, talk about numbers. Everybody has a different number, but that seems a little odd that they're saying that um, owner operator. You know, salary is fifty five through sixty, but a professional driver, I assume a company, is like forty. Yes. 
Yes. I'd rather take 40, be home by 5 p.m. every night, have weekends that's and good. holidays off. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds a whole lot easier to me. It sounds you a know? whole lot easier. Stress-free. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. But but I think I think a lot of the reason uh, guys are owner operators is for the independence. They they want yeah. the independence to make their own decisions. And, I, and hey, you can, you yeah. can, good or bad, you can make them decisions yourself. Right. That is oh. true. That is true. And I think a lot of people like to become an owner operator because they want to see that rate confirmation. So I'm going to ask you, if they lease on to you, who sees that rate confirmation? Every time. No, <laughs> no. There's no. After you load, we'll send it to you. No, you get it before the load. Email it to you every time. Uh, nothing questionable nothing shaky about it there we go you know I, I believe in those things i believe in being transparent i learned this business from my stepdad who Got was it. leased on to a guy you know a small carrier was getting tore up was getting charged 10 okay. percent for the trailer was getting charged 20 dollars for every com check then he only Whoa. paid him every two weeks so he needed an advance and that was another 20 on the i mean and, and that's what motivated yes indeed and that's what got him to get his own mc number and i'm sure right. that story that story plays out every day across right. the country just like that so for small carriers take care of your owner operators because if you don't they will be your competitor and i've had this happen to mm. myself i love less. that you know there we go and for the owner operators one of the things me and craig wanted to discuss that we really haven't gotten to is that second truck so I would ask the guys that are listening, if you're out there and you're running one truck, what's stopping you from doing the second one? If you've already done the second one, it didn't work. Why didn't it work? Uh, give give us some feedback so so we can maybe move on to that next uh, that, that next uh, interview. That's uh, actually really good. And you're right. You know, we have not talked about adding that second truck. Maybe um, let's do a uh, talk freedom on that i'm going to bring you on in another time if you have time all right yeah uh, I got you know, sometime and let's talk about adding that second truck because i think uh you know that can help out a lot of carriers out there who right now maybe not the best but working up planning for the future maybe they want to add that second truck or at least plan on it they want to know how it is the benefits the pros cons all that jazz so coming from the boots on the ground perspective from you i would love to talk about that so i'm going to write that down you know, is that second truck an owner operator? Is that a driver? Are you stepping out of your first truck because you bought your second truck? The first one's paid for. Oh, I, I mean, like it. Yeah, you know, we're gonna talk about all those smoking questions. That's it. Let's do it. There let's we go. Yeah, it. especially and I especially like that little teaser there of are you gonna, you know, buy it? Are you gonna step out the truck? There we go. So that should be a good one. Uh we're gonna start planning that out. So that'll be an excellent one to have in the group, especially starting the new year. I know we're just barely in the second month. So if that's a resolution or a goal on a driver's list, we're going to talk about it. So I'm glad you brought that up. Reminded Absolutely. me, brought it back fresh. So sounds good. good. Awesome. But Corey, like always, like usual, just like last time, I definitely enjoyed speaking with you, talking freight with you, um, doing our first Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com with a guest, with a co-host. So it was definitely nice to do it. Probably I like how I went from guest to co-host just now. That was great. Yeah. I got a raise, yeah. huh? Yeah, we can call it, you know, whatever we want to here. So it was definitely interesting. I know, you know, before before January, when I started the talk phrase on Tuesday and Thursdays, a lot of members like, Craig, I want to jump on video, you know, talk a little bit, five, 10 minutes. How can I do it? And so I'm glad we're doing this because it's getting a ton of responses from people, uh, people just like hearing from other members. Because like I say, I just know this much about the industry that's about this big. <laughs> 
And so yeah. bringing people on, you know, to help me fill in the gaps, helping other members, spreading the word out through the masses. Um, we're all winning here. So, and look, with that said, if, if I can answer a question for anyone, I'm not an expert at anything. First of all, <laughs> I, like you say, I feel like I'm a piece of sand in this business. I mean, yeah. I'm such a small player in this, but sure. if there's something that I, I may have information on it, I can answer a question for anyone. Uh, Bunker Hill Trucking at gmail.com, bunkerhilltrucking.com. There we go. Uh, Facebook, Insta, whatever, Instagram. Well, I mean, I don't even know them all. Uh, yeah, but you're on them. I mean, they can just type in Bunker Hill Trucking, um, even on Google, on Facebook, and I think you'll find it. So I definitely appreciate, you know, stepping out, lending out a hand to other members. Uh, because, you know, in this industry, it we should just all help each other. I never heard of anybody who said business is so good. I don't need to make more money. Never met a guy who said that. And so until I meet a guy who says that, I'm going to do as much as I can to help. If I can't help, I'm going to direct them off. If I have people that need questions, I think you can answer. I'm going to send them to your email Please inbox do. there. So do. I'll do my best. Good deal. Or you can just pass them on to someone, another expert, uh, regardless, someone will get their, you know, questions answered. So sure, sure. definitely awesome. So awesome, Corey. Until next time, I hope you do good. Hope business is good. I hope you can get those drivers leased on. How if so drivers too. are interested in leasing on, how can they find out? Where can they get more information at? Bunkerhilltrucking.com. Go to the website. We explain everything on the website. Easy enough. You can fill out your MVR release form. I'm actually in the process of uploading the application so you can fill out the application. It'll do the employment verification step itself. It. Just just to expedite this process. Same thing for the small carrier. If you're having trouble with this, hey, I know, me too. I'm having a lot of trouble with this. Uh, <laughs> you can see what some of the steps I'm taking just to automate these processes because okay. they they become so so consuming that you are you can't book loads and tied up trying to qualify uh, uh, new guys, new right. operators. Yeah, I'm with you. There's all the uh, in logistics. There's a lot of moving parts in it. You know, on the back end there, um, yeah. everywhere around. So I definitely appreciate Corey. So. Yeah, end it there. So good deal. Yeah, until next time, Corey, we'll be talking with you. Definitely have a good one, and I will be Thank speaking you, with you very soon. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate it. Yeah, see you later. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. That was awesome. That was a uh, – what's – oh, I see it, Junior. What's the company name again? That company was Bunker Hill Trucking. I'm going to put it right here, BunkerHillTrucking.com. And if you are listening to this on a podcast, I definitely apologize. You know, these start as a video, and so we do get live video comments from the Facebook group. But nonetheless, you can watch the replay by going to the Facebook group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. But that was definitely awesome talking with or speaking with Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking. He has a lot of experience in this industry. Like I said, both sides are they're a carrier first, truck company first, but they have the brokerage division to handle the overflow freight. And I definitely know they have other customers. Um, thank you, Junior. And I know they have other customers that they handle the service as well. So like I said, I'm going to start bringing on members if, you know, members want to, to come on or make more money Mondays. If you guys have tips, tricks, resource, anything you want to share to help, you know, truck drivers, freight agents, small fleet owners, other professionals in the industry, or maybe people who want to enter the industry, this is a great place to do it. You can hop on and make more money Mondays video with me. Um, and we can just spread the love, you know, spread the information just like that great place to highlight products or services that your company um, offers as well. And so that's basically all I got tomorrow. We do have a talk freight. I'm going to check my calendar. We have a talk freight tomorrow 
with a group member. I'm just finalizing the details with that. And so I will be back on here tomorrow, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time, like usual, um, to do a members helping members video. One of my favorite times to do it. So like I said, that was Corey from Bunker Hill Trucking. I'm Craig from Talk Freight with Craig Bliss. This was Make More Money Mondays, sponsored by truckstop.com. I hope you guys have a fantastic night and I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for the support. I'll see you later.